Welcome to the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Redfern, and I am so glad you decided to tune in. Here on the Gracefully Refined Podcast, I tackle topics that not only will challenge you in your Christian walk, but will also encourage, uplift, and remind you of the infinite and indescribable hope that we have through Jesus Christ. I am so excited to dive into God's Word with you. There are so many amazing truths that are still applicable in our daily lives, and I cannot wait to discuss them with you. So friend, grab your Bible and coffee, and let's get into the Word. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. Today, as I told you last week, I was going to have a special guest with me. It happens to be my very good friend, Chrissy Lewis. She is a worship leader, a prayer warrior, encourager. She is the author of Even in the Valley, which I totally suggest that you go and read because it's great. Um, she's also my very sharp ironing friend, iron sharpening friend. I can't even say that right. She's the girl who tells me when I'm doing something wrong. Okay? And I'm so grateful for that. But she's also a newlywed, so her yep. last name is now different. So, Chrissy, welcome to the Christmas Thank you. Podcast. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. I am so excited to have you on. So, as we start out this podcast episode, I have a question for you. And okay. since you're my first guest to ever be interviewed, <laughs> you get the very first question. So, as you know, the podcast is called Gracefully Refined Podcast yes. after Romans 5, 3, 5, mm-hmm. right? So, how do you feel that God is currently refining you either in this season of your life or in mm-hmm. previous seasons? Okay, so I would say right now he is... I just got married. (laughs) Lots of refining in the the marriage process and becoming one with somebody and having somebody just up close and personal to you and the person that you are. It's it's very easy for a God to refine you in that. So (laughs) Oh yeah. Well I remember whenever I first got married and I was in the newlywed stage, I think we got went we just went through so much and we had to learn how to like live with each other, you know? And so it's like, okay, humbling moment. I have to learn how to get get along with you. You have to get along with me. Yeah. Like, like, just push the mouthwash bottle all the way to the back. (laughs) Like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a couple inches in front of where it goes. Just, you know? Yeah. Well, why do you have to leave your socks in the middle of the floor? Just pick them up. Exactly. Exactly. The Christmas socks. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my goodness. But I'm just so excited to have you on. So you absolutely, to me, always have exuded worship and everything that you do, everything that you say. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it seems to be who you are. And I've always loved that about you and admired that within our friendship. So I promise we're actually friends. So I'm not just like, (laughs) wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually friends. So I promise she is the real deal when it comes to this. But um, getting into the topic of what we're discussing in today's podcast, I would love for you, if you're wanting to, just to briefly give an overview of how you felt called into worship or your calling or like your testimony and just very briefly of whatever you want to share. Okay. Very briefly. um, It all started when I like first started going to church. I didn't really understand the messages and stuff because I didn't grow up in church. And so I was just like, Jesus, whatever, but but this music, that's cool, and like I'd be getting chills and stuff, and I'm like, what's different compared to like the other music that I listen to? And so whenever the youth started a worship team, my I was like, I play a little piano, like I don't know, and my sisters ended up telling some of the leaders that I play piano, which. I did not like I was awful I like I would play with like with like hit two keys at a time and I'd be like wow I'm Beethoven (laughs) and so it that's where it started and so like I learned how all the 
core worship values and all of that under my youth pastor at the time, Josh Roberts. And um, from there, I led worship for a youth group. And since then, I've gone around and just like basically met needs for people in worship, like people that needed help with their worship. And that's how I ended up at Parkway Church, the church that we're at now, is by just filling a need. And like they needed somebody to play piano. I was like, okay, I can play piano for a week. Um, That's cool. And then the next week they needed a guitar. And then the next week they needed a singer. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just stay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, you guys just need a lot here. No, I'm just kidding. But so that I, I always say that I accidentally ended up leading worship here um because they, they were like hey you would like you would be really good as a worship leader and I'm like nah <laughs> no thanks like, um okay. yeah not in the season right now like I, I know I'm called to things but like maybe not right now it's not the time and they're like I don't know we we think it is like you just have to take that step and so I was I was like these people need help and um, I'm able to fill that need and so I just started like I was like you have two two months two weeks something like that to find somebody else and then I started putting together all the songs and I was like what are tracks what is this how do I know what keys these people sing in and all of that stuff and I ended up texting the pastor I was like I'm gonna need those two months to look like two weeks like you need to find someone soon and as I started using my gifts and like God started fine-tuning all of that like putting that worship lifestyle into like corporate worship I I was able to like get a new perspective I guess on that and so I mean I've been doing it since and and doing it prayerfully so I don't know that is so awesome and I feel like how you started is so similar to like how I started out like with worship because me and you we've had this conversation we have yeah. such a worship yeah heart. and so I started out like literally it was one week I'd been playing guitar teaching myself like a year at this point and out of nowhere, this guy comes running up in our youth group. It's like, hey, you play guitar. Yeah. Our guitarist isn't going to be here today. Can yeah. you like, play? And I I'm feel like, the need. Yeah, Please. Like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and so like, that's how it started for me. And I really fell in love with worship. Yeah. Being able to leave. Like, I loved worship before that point. But it was like, once you're able to be in that yeah. atmosphere, it totally changes. Yeah. It's like being able to be that. So it's just so cool to see how God's used you and how he's blessed you and how you've just been obedient. And that. that's just so yeah. beautiful. And I love seeing that in your, <laughs> Thank life, you. in your walk. So... How do you believe that worship has impacted your lifestyle, like in your own personal Mm -hmm. life? That is a really big question (laughs) Um, because overall, I think that worship is a lifestyle. And um, I mean, ways that it has impacted me is by, of course, like praying and being like in the word because mm-hmm. how do you know what you're worshiping or how to worship and doing all these things if you aren't reading the word and so I would I would say those are definitely the two keys I think that you can find worship in a lot of things um, but oh yeah because even in the beginning like of scripture I talked about this a little bit last week but worship was in everything like yeah. we were designed to yeah. worship God to worship him not but instead of worshiping God, we decided to worship creation. Mm-hmm. So we didn't choose that. Yeah. And so I definitely believe, like, as we as we were, like, talking through this lifestyle of worship, it's not just about the songs we sing on Sunday. Yeah. It is about living in full dedication and full surrender to whatever God's yeah, call is in absolutely. our life or whatever he has for us or, like, just being able to praise him no matter where we are in life, if yeah. that makes any mm-hmm. sense. So that's just really cool. I like your little take on that. Yeah. 
Okay, so going back to like what I was speaking about last week, I spoke on the idea that worship, in a sense, is complete surrender and letting go of our will and our plans. But do you believe that God has called you to this form of worship? And if so, how do you believe that that has impacted you as you walk with the Lord? Yeah, I think that honestly, God has called everybody <laughs> to that kind of worship. Yeah. And that is such a big thing to be like, God, I worship you and like I give up my desires and the things that I want for your will to be done like that's not only is it like a big thing but like that's a really hard thing and I I mean for years everybody's always like what are your goals what are your plans what's your calling and I'm like I don't I don't know I mean because I've said like hey these are my plans in in the past and then those things don't happen because I'm walking in the will of God and a lot of the things that I want don't usually line up with the will of God and he has something else in store. Um, and so to be completely in surrender to God, I think is just saying yes to him and with it impacting others, I would just say that, I mean, I, I'm able to impact others because I was in full surrender to God. Like I wouldn't even have the opportunity to do the things that I'm doing to help change other people's lives without that complete surrender of my will. Like I want God's will. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, so this is like a totally random question. <laughs> this is totally not. So I sent her a list of questions that we were going to be discussing today. This is not one. So talking about walking in surrender. So you've written a book. Mm -hmm. You wrote Even in the Valley. So what got you to that place of where you could surrender to even like just briefly talk about that section of your life if that's okay with you? Okay. Um, like so being able to surrender to write and being able to have that avenue in order for like God to use you. That yeah. Makes sense. I honestly, I think it all goes back to just being willing to say yes to God. I mean, even with Moses and even with my call, like Moses was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And like, he even ended up doing a lot of the things that he said he couldn't do. Like he said he couldn't speak and he was speaking quite a bit. And yes. like that, I, I said, no, I can't, I can't lead worship. I can't lead worship. What, what am I doing now? You know? And so I think it's just saying yes to God and the things that he has for you. Because I said, I'm not writing a book. I'm, I'm not writing a book. And as I kept, I'm just going to write down some thoughts <laughs> right now. I'm just going to yeah. write down a little something. And all of a sudden I'm writing a book and I'm like, what? And so I, I really do think it all just goes back to surrender and, you know, just saying yes. That's so. So yeah, so I just wanted her to talk about that for a second in case you've never read her book. Um, you can find it on her website. So is it ICameToWorship.com? Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So you can find it there. It's incredible. I highly suggest it. And she just talks about some really incredible real stuff in there and how even in the valley you can find a way out of it and that God can bring you through it. And yeah. it's just beautiful. And I love that part of your story. And <laughs> Thank so I you. love, I wanted to bring that up for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so do you think our generation has forsaken true authentic worship for weekly corporate worship alone? I think that if you just let that corporate worship be all that you do, absolutely. And I also, throughout time, worship has definitely changed, just like church has changed. And so there's a lot of like 
our culture in church now and there's production and there's lights and good sound system and oh my gosh we have a famous worship leader like holy cow Carrie Job is in our church you know and so I do think that some of that has been taken away but at the same time I do believe that there are people's hearts where all of that was stripped away and like we got back to that heart of worship like that it would still be a true and authentic worship for the people that you know are truly worshiping God and it's not just like a hey God see ya you know I'll see you next Sunday you know if if somebody's worshiping throughout the week and like actually having a relationship with God and is in fellowship with God um, on a day-to-day basis that's what I think is the difference there Oh, yeah, absolutely. So whenever we're talking, just so our listeners know, whenever we're talking about corporate worship, we're talking about what's happening on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So last week I talked a whole lot about all the different forms of worship within Scripture. And so I, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe Toda is the form of corporate worship that we do now where it's like singing, many voices, praising God all together. Mm -hmm. And there's beauty in that, and there's a season for that, and there's a purpose for that within church. However, when that's all we have, We are not living out true, biblical, authentic worship in regards to our Father. Mm -hmm. We have to daily seek Him. Because if we don't, all we're going to do is get like this little pep talk on Sundays or this little amp up and then that's it. Like that doesn't go beyond surface level. We have to be able to seek that. And also scripture tells us that whatever comes out of our mouth is what's in our heart. So if we're filling our hearts with all these, all this crap, all this stuff that's not of God, that's going to overflow. So if we're listening to music that is not edifying to God and is not worshiping Mm -hmm. him, that's going to just start flowing out of us. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. So. Um, also just like in regards to our generation, do you think that like, what do you see as a main hindrance for them as we enter into this like idea of authentic worship with our, yeah, I mean, even just going back to what we just talked about, I really, like, I thought about all the different hindrances and like, as I was preparing, like my husband was next to me and he was like, this is a hindrance and this, I'm like, (laughs) chill out, like, go away. And like, I really do think one of the main hindrances is the fact that we just don't there's so many people in the church there's so many people on on the stage there's so many people in the pulpit that are like not spending time with Jesus outside of church and outside of the pulpit or the stage and I think that that is the biggest thing that is just not good (laughs) so Absolutely. Yeah, because I see that definitely within our generation. Because, like, there's so much information. There's yeah. so many voices being poured into our generation. Like, mm-hmm. there's all this about manifestation, new age practices, spiritualism. Yeah. And it's all being poured into and funneled into the church. That was never meant to be a part of the church Yeah, model. absolutely. Never meant to be a part of our worship. Mm-hmm. And somehow, <laughs> it all is. And they're all saying it's Jesus. And yeah. so, whenever you actually spend time in your word, and you actually are trying to figure this out and port that into who you are as a person, you see more of scripture. You see more of Christ. You're able to discern that a little Mm -hmm. bit better. But honestly, with so many churches, and I hate to say this about the church, but as a church body as a whole, a lot of Christian churches have really stepped away from God's biblical design and biblical word. Like they've tainted it made it their own Mm -hmm. or just picked and choose what they want and make it their own little version of the gospel and that's not how it's supposed to be like we're supposed to be the light of the world not 
be a little bit of light in the world and make it look more worldly than what it's supposed yeah. to be. So I definitely agree with you that that is a huge hindrance for our generation mm-hmm. in the church. So as we are getting ready to wrap this up, um, what is some advice that you would give to someone who is trying to cultivate a lifestyle of worship and where should they start? I would say reading their Bible. I mean, that that is the biggest thing. Like, that's where everything for you should come from like you you don't you don't know anything unless you're reading the bible and you're you're learning the word and because like there could be things that i'm doing wrong like i I think i'm worshiping and i'm completely off the rails like not doing anything according to the word and you know i can't even who who am i worshiping if i'm not reading the bible like i don't know that's an image that i made up in my head of who god is Mm -hmm. and so i i definitely think pouring into the word every single day is the most important thing and and praying and having a relationship with God is is where you start because that overflows into the rest of your life and and to have that lifestyle of worship and it not just be about a song on a Sunday morning or a song that comes on Caleb in the car you know it's it's an actual overflow in your life yeah absolutely well I love that that is such good advice so you heard it here Go read your Bible, get your word, <laughs> know God personally. Don't just take what other people say at face value. Yeah. Go and get in your word because that's where you meet Christ. That's where he talks and he speaks. And it says all throughout scripture that the word is alive and active. Yeah. So we can take it for face value of what it is. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but we're going to wrap up this conversation. Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so glad that you did. And I hope that this conversation for you guys was edifying, uplifting, and challenged you in your walk with the Lord. Um, If you have any further questions about worship, please be sure to go to one of my social media platforms. I would love to talk with you and get with you and discuss more of those issues. Also, if you're interested in getting Chrissy's book, I already mentioned this earlier, but you can go to her website, ICameToWorship.com, and you can order her book there. Or if you are local to us, come by Parkway, our church, and you can buy it from the church. We have some in the lobby. Um, And I'm sure Chrissy would love to meet you. Absolutely. And thank you for having me, Morgan. This, This meant a lot. This was awesome. Of course. I'm so glad. But I love you guys, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Gracefully Refined podcast. I hope that through this episode, you were challenged, encouraged, and reminded of the infinite and indescribable hope that is found in Jesus, our Savior. If you do not follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram under the handle Morgan Redfarin. That is spelled M-O-R-G-A-N-E-R-E-D-F-E-R-I-N, where I post Jesus-loving content even more. I pray you have an incredible rest of your week and I will see you in the next episode.